Used to sit next to Jack, courtside at the Lakers games. <laughs> Not bad, huh? Another floppy Just hat. Need a floppy hat. Floppy wow. hat and a white beard. You could be Lou Adler. All right, I believe you. What was his claim to fame? Is that his claim to fame, or was he an agent? Was he a producer? He's uh, probably the the greatest uh, rock era producer uh, of the past sixty years. Okay. Fine print in some people's world. Out here, uh, he is uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Roxy Theater. Oh. R-O-X-Y. All you millennials, Gen Z, it's in your phone. Look it up. Lou Adler. His son is Cisco Adler, whose music I recommend. It's very G-Love and special saucy. For okay. those of you who are into that lazy, uh, southern, swingy rock kind of thing. Um an almost as obscure name is the, the, it doesn't come any more current than a current events quiz like this. Carlos de Oliveira. You'll recognize that almost uh, uh, quicker than you would uh, Lou Adler. Who is Carlos de Oliveira? When I first heard the name minutes ago, which is when this story broke, I thought it might be a left-hander from the Dominican that the Dodgers traded for just under the deadline. I thought it might be one of uh, Messi's new teammates on Miami. That's another great uh, guess. No, he's a maintenance guy at Mar-a-Lago oh. who helped, who helped uh, delete some uh, surveillance video and uh, started the uh, pool. He drained the pool so there would be a flood that would soak or cause the documents to be moved. And now he's been named the third defendant in the Mar-a-Lago documents case. Remember that name? Carlos de Oliveira. Well, Trump is always threatening to drain the pool, so I guess that makes sense. The um, records, uh, as they're being relayed to the media now, say that Trump spoke with de Oliveira last year for 24 minutes, and I think I know why. Here's a billionaire talking to a maintenance guy. Okay. I'm guessing it took 24 minutes because Trump understands no Spanish and Carlos speaks no English. <laughs> Carlos drain pool like boss ask? Oh, Carlos, no, no drain pool. Awful wet. Really hot. Carlos should drain pool. This goes on for like 24 minutes. That's my guess. Okay. Otherwise, um, you know, if I didn't know better, I think there was some sort of conspiracy afoot. So <laughs> how is everybody? Good. Hot. It's hot here. Very tropical. It's the uh, Bob and Kel Clever cast for the week of uh, July 27th, brought to you by, uh, in part by, the um, incorporated city of Los Angeles. Welcome to L.A. We hope you like Mexicans. Mm -hmm. And by Bladder Beer, the beer that goes right through you. In Roxon 10, erection gel, a little dabble do ya. I stole that from Brill Cream. Uh at Iraq and Roxon, we feel that uh, a good man is hard to find. Better yet, a hard man is good to find. Yes. And finally, uh, brought to you by the all-new Mitch McConnell 10-minute workout. Goodness gracious. <laughs> here's, your, here's how you do it. Now, I, I swear to you, I've tried it. And, and it, will, um, it will leave you feeling cleansed and serene for the rest of the day. Look to your left. 
for 30 seconds, say nothing. Fix your gaze on a particular object, say nothing for 30 seconds. Then go to the right and do the same thing for 30 seconds. Don't say anything, just freeze as if you're having a seizure or stroke of some kind in public while you're talking to the media. And then back to the left and do that 10 times. And that is the Mitch McConnell 10 minute workout. Have they said what it was or are they just, everybody I've read has said it's not, it was nothing. Everybody with public health problems, they don't want to let you know what right. what the problem is. They're willing to have them have the problems in public or have the problems months ago and then tell you, oh, I've been to hell and back, man, like Jamie Foxx. He yeah. won't tell you what he had. Right. This is a perfect opportunity for him to advocate, uh, to, to send, you know, like a cautionary tale out there and, and uh, uh, help people who are suffering from the same thing, depending on what it is, to get through it, but he won't tell us what it is. Maybe the aliens got him. I heard there's aliens. That's another a big story, but fortunately I've, uh, you know, the news gets to a certain point where you just have to draw the line. Right. You it's know, a fine line between that and the National Enquirer, you know. I've got an illegal alien in Mar-a-Lago draining a pool to endanger, you know, sensitive classified documents i don't this is the last you don't have time for the last thing i need yeah real thing i need are aliens yeah i gotcha i think jamie fox's deal was something called perhaps you've heard of it but then i thought you'd heard of lou adler sepsis 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 is when uh bacteria uh, from a a trouble spot in the body is uh, scattered throughout the uh internal organs endangering them right and then causing uh terrific emotional harm too this happened to me uh for a couple of weeks in uh june of last year my experience with it was probably only two months tops whereas jamie fox's problem was supposedly three months i've been to hell and back really what did you have that sent you to hell and back would you please just give us a little hint maybe a couple of syllables let us go from there let us buy a vowel and you can put the letters up and let us guess that way i don't understand the secrecy you got a chance to be a real spokesman for good here so you should you know take it what the hell it could uh, translate to uh moviegoers once the strikes are over who knows anyway um maybe he just wanted to get out of this yeah maybe he just wanted sorry? To get out of, maybe he just wanted to get out of standing in a picket line a hot uh, picket line I don't see Jamie Foxx as standing in a hot picket line, actually. I could be wrong. I don't think uh, there would be any recriminations if he successfully avoided it. But he just doesn't strike me as the picket line type. That Maybe there's someone standing in his place at the picket line, like there are for the award shows, where there are placeholders, where there are people to sit in their seats until they can get there. I like that kind of gig. With uh, sepsis, you become very emotional at the uh, strangest, most mundane time. I remember staggering outside, whether it was uh, with a walker, a wheelchair, uh, uh, during a a very shaky recovery after the hospital stay. Mm -hmm. And uh, the colors are reversed. The sky is yellow and the sun is blue. Mm -hmm. And uh, tears are streaming down your face. You don't understand why. And my body was this a uh, barber pulled swirl of red that I had to uh, 
go to the doctor about and they gave me uh shot me full of steroids and had to get rid of it that way sepsis is the only thing i can come up with that um jamie fox went through but won't say anything about so i've devoted just about all the time thinking about it that i can there are too many other important things happening like the dream i had uh i've i had a, a since we last saw each other i had another a strange dream and this was that uh, this was like 20 or 30 years ago. I was listening to the radio. Do you remember those Paul Harvey rest of the story features on KSTP? I do. Remember how that would go? He would he would give you the story. He would break for a commercial. He would come back. He would finish the story. And the punchline would always be, and now you know the rest, the rest of the story. Of the story. Yep. Right? You're familiar with that? Yep. I listened to it on W. John in St. Cloud, WJON. In this dream, I'm listening to Paul Harvey tell my sertraline story from last week. Huh. And wouldn't you know, Bob Yates finds out that sertraline is used in the treatment of, you know, he would always do that pregnant pause and that huh. kind of yeah. like imperceptible chuckle in the background. Premature ejaculation. And now you know the rest of the story. That's yeah. a, Frightening dream. You have to wake yourself up to shake free of it. That's a deep cut as far as uh, dreams go. I mean, I don't think anybody, national podcast, any type of program is talking about Paul Harvey at this moment. Paul Harvey was a legend for yeah. at least half century at the same time that Lou Adler was a legend. Right. Uh, but Lou Adler is now 89 years young and Paul Harvey has been pushing up daisies for, what would you say, 20 years? Hey, oh, speaking least. of mortality, we lost Tony Bennett, as you know. We did. I don't know ha what happened to the era when if a recording artist dies, I immediately dive for my radio to find stations who play Tony Bennett music to see right. if they're playing wall-to-wall -wall Tony Bennett the way 40 years ago when John Lennon died. It was wall-to-wall -wall John Lennon for days on end, right? Well, I, I couldn't find, I couldn't even find call letters hmm. to, to New York stations to find out what formats played Tony Bennett and, you know, who was playing him. And I couldn't find anybody that was. Some a station so, in San Francisco, perhaps, left my heart there? Well, uh, you should mention that. When Paul Kantner of Jefferson Airplane died a few years ago. I went to some San Francisco stations to see if they were playing wall-to-wall -wall Jefferson Airplane. Right. And uh, no, Maybe. there's not, no appetite for that anymore, apparently. I don't get it. So where would I go if I wanted the latest Sinead O'Connor song? The She's... Current. Oh, The, the, current. the current. That's the current. a very good, uh, in the Twin Cities, that would be The Current. Or is there still a Cities 97? Uh, but yeah, I, know the they don't, I know they don't put out their uh, compilation CDs anymore because <laughs> CDs don't fly. But yeah, CDs 97, well, I don't know. Seems like those CDs were sold in coffee shops anyway, right? Yeah. I don't know whether they got widespread distribution. But um, I, I my Sinead O'Connor confession is that the Prince song that she did, No One Compares to You, is mm -hmm. the only Sinead O'Connor song I've ever heard. Indeed. But I just know that she was... Uh, totally right to do what she did on Saturday Night Live 30 years ago. Right. Because you know how I feel about that real enemy that she cited. It's one of the Mount Rushmore of uh, villains globally. Mm -hmm. So she was ahead of her time, but mainly because 
she grew up in an abusive home. Her mother was physically, verbally, sexually abusive of her. Um, I don't know specifically in the service of the Catholic Church or not, but that uh, didn't sit well with young Sinead back in those days, and it formed her as an artist. A tragic life. I mean, your 17-year-old son commits suicide. If my children had died of anything at that age, I would just be a puddle on the floor. You would have to, I would be molecules. You'd have to mop me up. Same here. And then um, we lost Bo Goldman, a fantastic screenwriter. Melvin and Howard, um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Shoot the Moon, a bunch of great movies he wrote the scripts for. So we got to send out his posthumous props as well. And on a life-affirming note, today was a day for the unicorn. Breakfast with the unicorn this morning at 10 o'clock. Otani starting in Detroit. First game of a doubleheader. Complete game one hitter. Yawn. Another day at the office. And then in game two, two for three, two home runs, three RBIs. And now you know what all the fuss is about. Well, are you surprised that they pull? I guess not surprised that they pulled him off the trading block. Now you got to keep the best player in the in the majors, right? I had not heard that. Uh, uh, I'd not heard of Giolito to, enough to be impressed with that acquisition, but I do think that Carlos De Oliveira will help them. <laughs> we need a, a second closer. I heard the I'm twins. rooting for Angels and for my uh, uh, son-in-law's favorite team since he was a child because he grew up in Baltimore. His favorite team uh, are the Orioles. Huh. And so I root for uh, the Orioles and for the Angels. What about your sidekick and your producer's favorite team, the Minnesota Twins? Don't I you root for everyone on the Twins except the cheater known as Correa. <laughs> He's playing well lately. Um, I don't know if you heard the Twins made a trade. They traded the guy from the Orioles that they picked up a couple years ago now, uh, uh, Jorge year. Lopez. Um, got another reliever from him for him, I guess. But um, I guess they were upset with Jorge because he was on the disabled list for emotional issues lately. Isn't that an odd thing to be on the DL for nowadays? Well, uh, I've noticed a, a proliferation of of a paternity uh, leave um, among yes. the players, Buxton among them. Uh, now, if this happened in the NBA decades ago, would Sean Kemp get every other week off? Yeah. <laughs> What about what Cromarty for the Chargers, right? The 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 yeah. defensive back for the Chargers. He had quite. How a would you like to have been Sean Kemp uh, on a Father's Day back then? The phone rings. Who is this? <laughs> Sean Kemp had a lot of illegitimate children. That's the mm -hmm. joke for those of you who yes. don't recognize the name Sean Kemp. Where the hell have you people been? <laughs> have uh, two uh, new books uh, to report. So consider this a book report. This is uh, Elizabeth Winder or Wender's Parachute Women. It's the women who formed the Rolling Stones, the uh, ex-wives and girlfriends, Anita uh, Pallenberg and Marsha Hunt and Bianca and Jerry Hall and all the women who uh, made the Stones uh, what they are, uh, I don't know, in bed or uh, backstage or what, I don't know. That's but it's... Cool. Uh, it's a decent book, and it's got some great uh, pictures. I thought that that had that practice had fallen out of favor, putting pictures in nonfiction books, but lots of nice pictures. And then 
This is uh, the latest from J. Randy Terraborelli. Those of you who are Bob's Radio Basics scholars will recognize his name. He is the author, uh, or was the author in 1991, of uh, the first definitive biography of Michael Jackson. J. Randy Terraborelli was interviewed by yours truly on KSTP in the year 1991, and now he's back. Uh, many books happened since then, obviously, but uh, the name of the book is Jackie, Public, Private, Secret. Wow. This is uh, Jackie O. And already a fun fact that will uh, wow you, I'm sure, is that Lee Radziwill, Princess Lee Radziwill, Jackie's sister, was married in the year 1959. And within a year of her wedding day, she was conducting a secret affair a, uh, uh, of a sexual nature with the man who later became Jackie's second husband, Aristotle Onassis. Wow. How about that as a fun how, fact? You, didn't, you don't hear that, that every day. Yeah. A little known fun fact. I wonder if they'll ever do a, a mini series. Maybe they have, and I missed it. About have they done something like a ten episode or several season thing about the Kennedys, just Camelot or whatever you want to call it? Like they have done. I have with to the believe crown. something like that is out there. She's she alone has been fodder for you know so much uh, tabloidish type reporting and uh, faux history uh, documenting. That I got to believe there's something like that out there about her. I mean, that family is about as close to royalty as this country has. So I would imagine there's got to be something crown-like. J. Randy Terraborelli is kind of the, you remember Kitty Kelly? Yeah. Kitty Kelly used to be the the celebrity biographer who was always so controversial. And I think he's replaced her that way. What are you drinking, incidentally? Gilmes, the beer of Argentina, my friend. Oh, dear God. Um, Delicious. Are you still considered a citizen of the United States? Oh, I'm a dual citizen. No, I'm kidding. Are you? I'm, no, I'm just. No, my, my kids okay. are. I'm, I'm just an uh, ordinary U.S. citizen, but I love it. A couple of uh, doors down from us, uh, a family has just left the premises for good. Uh, we heard through the grapevine to uh, go where the uh, uh, wife is from, Alabama. Whether it's for love, for business, for vacation, for any reason, would you consider relocating to Alabama? No. <laughs> no, I would not. Alabama just doesn't appeal to me. I mean, I don't know. There is perfume on that pig. In Huntsville, there's a space program, and there's Muscle Shoals, the recording studios, and yeah. there's probably a nice beach on the coast somewhere. Man, this is Alabama. This is this is the original slave state. Oh, South yeah. Carolina, which you're due to visit, only dreams of being Alabama someday when it comes to cruelty toward Black people. I've read of a bunch of plantations I can tour and slave quarters I can check out. It'll be something else. They say it's beautiful. What about the church where the bodies fell, where Dylan Roof killed the worshipers? Do they do they give you a tour of that by any chance? No, they don't mention. That's not in the fine print. No, no. Folks, if you're going to visit or relocate to an original slave state, why don't you kill two birds with one stone? Go to Europe, as I plan to spend a month in Europe from now on per year, and, and uh, tour Auschwitz and uh, Bergen-Belsen and Treblinka, because those are the sites of slavery, just as our original slave states are, except they throw in the Cyclone B. They throw in the gas. 
you know, that they used to kill the uh, the six million. And uh, that'll be uh, click up your, uh, you know, your heels. Travelogue time. Mm -hmm. Alabama. I I didn't want to believe that I heard him right. I heard him engaged in conversation outside my kitchen window. And so when the partner came in to tell me what she'd learned, I said, did I hear right? Are they going to? And she actually didn't even say the word. She just went. <laughs> she didn't say it out loud. She mouthed the word Alabama. Can you imagine trading Los Angeles for Alabama? My God in heaven. And and this is what? Um, is this for uh, conjugal privileges of some sort? The, 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 the whole happy life, happy wife thing was always lost on me. Mm -hmm. I, I, as a result, I was not and would never be as good as at, uh, at marriage as uh, uh, you guys. I just, my experience at KSTP and, and the conditions for my dismissal from that place were proof that I don't take orders very well, and especially from women. If I'm told that I need to move to Alabama to satisfy a woman, I get on Amazon and I check out the AVN products and I purchase an artificial vagina and I settle for that for the rest of my life because <laughs> I'm not going to Alabama to satisfy a woman. I don't care if she has borne my three kids, uh, which was the case in the uh, instance yesterday. They drove away in two or three vehicles driving to Alabama during an historic heat wave. And then when you get there, guess where you are? You're in Alabama. Yes, I agree. It's it is it is a it is a uh, a trip we make. I have a the other uh, book uh, that I meant to uh, bring up uh, that I have returned to the library and can't display today is uh, a book about the life of Maria Schneider, co-star of Last Tango in Paris, nineteen seventy-two. Uh, and it's told uh, by her uh, much younger cousin, uh, because Maria Schneider died a few years ago, and it was uh, translated from the French by Brat Packer Molly Ringwald, who, as it turns out, is quite the um, intellectual and, uh, and, and has gotten high marks for her translation of this book. And here's a fun fact for you. Just before I closed the book for the final time and returned it in the big steel bin at the Malibu Library, I found out that in the year 1973, two people had to be separated on a commercial airliner because they couldn't keep their hands to themselves. He had a big crush on her. They repaired to the restroom where uh, there were familiarities exchanged and in the seats and rows. Oh. It was an international incident starring Maria Schneider, co-star with Brando of Last Tango in Paris, mm -hmm. and Mr. Bob Dylan. Wow. Now you know the rest of the story. All of your kind of, you know, your expose type stories always seem to end with Dylan. Boy, he got around back in the day. When I come back, if there's such a thing as reincarnation, I want to be named the operator of the Bob Dylan penis cam. So I can see it go into the darkness and out into the light, darkness, light, darkness, light, and then high speed and then slowing down and, and maybe hear the instructions as to the 
speed and the angle and uh, either him or Roger Vadim, who uh, was with, I think, how does this go? Bardot, Deneuve, Fonda. Ooh. How would you like to have that on your resume? It's quite a one. Mr. Argentina Don, Bon Vivant. Yes. I see you're, most of the books you're reading right now are female-based. That's that's great. And I, nonfiction. And I've got because one right here. Because fact is stranger than fiction. This is the one I'm up to right now. Chrissy Hines' bio, Reckless. Does it? Does she mention in there why um, she spent some time in the past? Let's see. I'll say they hit it bigger on 1980. She struck me as a big crumper. And not complaining at all that Rush Limbaugh was using her song, uh, Ohio, as the intro for his show for many years. Oh. Does she say anything about her political leanings in that I, book? I, I just started, I finished the Barra book and now I'm onto this one. So I'm really just past her childhood. So I'm not that far into it yet. How, how uh, uh, when, you, when you get a book like that, how soon do you uh, go immediately back to the index and let the index guide you through the book according to the people that you're interested in who are mentioned alphabetically in the book? Do you do that? I am very, I don't know what I would say I am, but I only read it. I read it straight through. I don't jump around. So if you wanted to hear, if you wanted to read about Martin Honeyman Scott's suicide as a member of the uh, Pretenders, mm -hmm. you wouldn't go to the S's, uh, to the Scots. Oh, you want to come upon that information organically. I treat it like a television show or a, a movie. I won't watch, why would you watch the ending? I would always wait till the ending, the proper time to watch it. You see, I'm into instant gratification being 20 well, years older than you are. I don't have that much time left <laughs> with which to read entire biographies cover to cover. I like little shortcuts that mm -hmm. uh, devices like the index will provide me. It's very Fred Sanford of you. That's your heart. You old weasel-eyed heathen, <laughs> I wish you hadn't brought it up. Also in the um, documentary... Uh, non-fiction department. Did you know that middle of next month, um, I believe it's Netflix, the Depp Heard trial yeah. will be reenacted in documentary fashion. I found that out from my my 20-year-old daughter. She told me, did you hear this is coming to watch? She's very excited to see it. So I'm I'm surprised. Does it hit hard with the Gen Zers? I, I'm kind of amazed. I could kind of... My my sister, who's very uh, tabloid uh, news conscious about the celebrities, followed it every day on the Court Channel or True TV or whatever it was. Very pro-depth, very anti-herd, blamed the woman. And, um, and of course, we, we disagreed. But um, I just don't see how a woman remains married to a man who drinks wine at nine in the morning. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think I would have done what I could to get out of that before blows were exchanged. It's it's great. Everything, every kind of thing defines a generation. You know, the man man landing on the moon, JFK assassination. Uh, um, where were you when? Uh, but now it's going to be oh the O.J. Simpson trial, nine eleven. Now for this generation, it's the the herd depth trial. Also, there's going to be a Leonard Bernstein movie come out with Bradley Cooper as Leonard Bernstein called Maestro. Oh. So that's going to be uh, interesting. I'm not into biopics usually. I'd rather see a documentary. 
but the adept uh, herd uh, thing I'm willing to uh, experience again with the benefit of hindsight and behind the scenes stuff that you didn't see while it was going on. Also, only murders in the building. Uh, Emmy and uh, Golden Globe uh, nominated with that great uh, trio of um, Martin uh, Short and Steve Martin and uh, Selena Gomez is uh, hits the airwaves in another 12 days on Hulu. Looking forward to that. Well, now we're that's not a never for you because I feel like that's pretty crit critically acclaimed and a lot of people watch it, but it's not a never for you. Their chemistry is just uh, so outstanding and her breasts are so enormous that I can't uh, I can't not watch. Well, I'll tell you what, that was my first my my son's first journey into um I don't know how you would say this. Self I would say self-gratification, but I'm not sure. He googled Selena Gomez boobs when he was like maybe eight, eight, nine years old. And that's and that, a okay. search term. Use yeah. it as a search term. Yes. And and what uh, came up? I, I don't know. I guess I, I kind of let the boy be himself and find out his own answers. Um, Actually, I was using a double entendre there, which you didn't catch. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I assume uh, I can I can guess what came up. Yes. Yes, I suppose you can. She's become quite the little actress. I don't understand with that tinny speaking voice of hers how she could have hit records. Right. I, you know, I don't understand uh, how artists of the last ten or twenty years. I don't understand the the tendency to want to listen to them. As you know, one of my nevers is Taylor Swift, and mm. I have never heard a Taylor Swift song. Wow, and that's and hard to do to... because that woman is everywhere. My uh. uh one of my nevers may be about to fall. I just want to warn you that I've already become so moribund over the loss of Better Call Saul. I'm four episodes away from ending it. That I've I've actually been trying to convince myself to continue the chronology, ah. this being a prequel, continue the chronology with Breaking Bad. I went to IMDb, IMDb to read more about it. As you know, I feel that cancer is a lame character trait in fiction. Yes. Uh, the goatee is uh, is visually off-putting to me. Meth, I have no, uh, I have no, you know, backstory with meth. Pork pie hat. What you mean, like this one, like my Lou Adler hat? <laughs> Not quite. A little smaller than that. <laughs> so I go to IMDb and. On top of all that lame layering of character traits, is this true? Uh, what's the lead actor's name, Brian? Brian Cranston. Cranston. His character has a disabled son yes. or a, also a terminally ill son. Why do we need that? Why do why all the disabilities and the terminal illnesses? It just seems so lazy to me as, as part of a, a, a storyline. No yeah. one caught that. No one. Oh, and and when I when I was growing up, Ben Gazzara was in a series called Run for Your Life. And every episode, and these were back in the days when installments were all only 30 minutes, not an hour. He had gotten news at the start of the series that he was going to be dead in what six months, let's say. Or two or three seasons in TV speak. And so each week. He went. He was out there going for all the gusto he could because he knew that his days were numbered. 
is that does that figure into the storyline um so i think it's safe to say that part of the reason he breaks bad is because there's really nowhere else to go yeah i don't know it's does that strike you as slightly unoriginal yeah oh yeah but it's just he said he's a good actor and it's just very well done the, the well i'll tell you the, another another nudge in that direction for me was seeing him address the um SAG-AFTRA and WGA rally in uh, Times Square within the past couple of days. A very passionate speech. Many times we don't know that actors are capable of this because they're only spouting memorized dialogue or stuff they're reading off a wall or a cue card. Mm -hmm. But this was very eloquent for someone who is, at least I have not known him to, you know, be a talk show guest or an impromptu speaker in a public arena. And I was very impressed. And I'm thinking, is this the nudge I should be feeling toward Breaking Bad? Was I meant to see this, to I be so it. impressed with this man's social conscience that I should at least try an episode yeah. of the series that he is most known for, other yeah. than his stint as a dentist on Seinfeld? When he shows up in that first episode in his tidy whities you'll be in love. I trust me. Um, also, I, I think a, a point in, in, that, in its favor is that Odin Kirk is in 43 episodes and Jonathan Banks is in 28 episodes. Right. Right. It's I just I, I, I can't it. get enough Jonathan Banks because it's so obvious what they do. They write lines for him that are all seven words long. Mm -hmm. That's not the way it's going down. <laughs> he wants to talk to you. How do you expect me to react? Boy, you got that. I'm memory. going out to the car now. He, he, you know, just uh, like almost like a Gary Cooper kind of all shucks thing, except with authority. You know that at any moment the man could whip out a weapon and and lay you low. Yeah, he's menacing in that way. It's crazy. I mean, I love it when your nevers turn to evers. That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> well, we'll see how I feel four episodes from now. But I, I can already tell you, and this happens with every. A uh, series that is four, five, six seasons long, uh, like like uh, la like what a few months ago with uh, Barry's four seasons ending, Succession's four seasons ending, that I just um, I get misty, and I want to replace. It's like a dog. Your dog has died. Yes. Many people would just say, "No, I can't handle another dog for the rest of my life," and then other people go. I need to get a new dog as soon as possible so I'll have a mm -hmm. companion to love. Right. And so I may yet turn to the pilot of uh, Breaking Bad to see what's going on, just to say that I did and go back on my never play. Wow. Big, big, big news. Big news. Well, you know, I was wrong about the phone. I said uh, I'll never have a phone. Edison's and, uh, phone? <laughs> and then I, Graham, and now I have the phone. And I can't do without it. If someone tried to take my phone from me, I can't guarantee their safety. Oh, yes. Um, so have you been watching World Cup? I see you have your Netherlands shirt on. Did you watch the U.S.? Well, this is this is Netherlands rugby, which I played in uh, Holland as a young man and, uh, and uh, injured too many people and uh, had to be uh, sent back to the United States. So it's just a coincidence that the U.S. and the Netherlands tied on uh, last night. That was a hell of a game. Yeah, pretty I'll good. Tell you something I'll tell you something else about your friend uh, Lionel Messi. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I thought this. I, I almost telepathically ordered the story to be written, but somewhere at the New York Magazine platform, there is an article about Messi forcing MLS teams to learn how to play defense. The goal that he scored, the first of, of the two-goal night, the first goal that he scored, mm-hmm. that pass should not have been possible. Nope. Dudes, do you realize who's back here with you? You might want to put two or three people back here. Jose, Mar- Jose Mourinho would never have allowed this to happen. Right. To, you know, a uh, a long pass, to run under a long pass, I'll get something from the NFL and then uh, kick in the goal. It would never happen. There, it, the talent between the you know the premier league and mls is just night and day i mean he's gonna he's gonna do this i mean that's the question is he enjoy doing this does he like love just scoring at will (laughs) it's it's like you know a a a high schooler playing a bunch of grade school kids it's 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 not fair that's another question i would like to ask an athlete like messi or mbappe or anyone who uh probably makes more money than they should given the sacrifices every day of police and sanitation and nurses. Mm-hmm. How much money is enough? Oh, I'd like to ask someone that. How much do you need? How much do you want? What are your plans for this money? Um, what would um, cause you to retire? What would cause you to spend one year in Saudi Arabia? What would cause you to relocate to fucking Alabama? Yeah. Well, everybody has a price, Bob. What would it take to get you? I mean, there's got to be something that would make you move to Alabama. Could we give you $400 million? Would you take that? Uh, You know what? Just off the top of my head, if I knew she were waiting there to spend 30 minutes in a motel with me, Danica Mori. Oh. I would drive to Alabama for 30 minutes with Danica Mori, and we could... Uh, try to uh, simulate to reenact yeah. her amazing uh, kitchen countertop uh, clutching feet. You could find out the secret of how she's so you know balanced, so mobile at Ath- the same time. Athletic, yeah. nimble, agile. That's correct. There you go. That might see everybody's got their price, and that's yours. <laughs> uh, and speaking of price, I couldn't figure out how to word it, so I didn't ask. But we were in a gallery, an art gallery, the other day in Venice. And there was a um, a print, one of 50 that exists in the world. I won't tell you how much it cost, but it was by um, the great artist David Hockney, who's been at it for 60 or 70 years, and who is no spring chicken, and who we might wake up tomorrow and find out that he has joined Sinead O'Connor on the great unemployment line above. And so... I asked, how much is this David Hockney print? One of 50 in the world, I was told. And the question I didn't then wanted to ask, but I didn't want to look crass was, how much would it be worth if he died tomorrow? Would it be worth twice what I paid for it? Three times? Is it worth buying from that standpoint? Because let's face it, a lot of collectors buy in order to sell later after the artist has died. Right. There was a whole Seinfeld episode where the George. That's what I thought. I thought that was sounding familiar just as I was describing it. It's a Larry David. So there was a Seinfeld episode for that. Mm -hmm. My new uh, diabetes doctor in Santa Monica, her last name is Chang. Remember Donna Chang, the Donna Chang episode of Seinfeld? 
So she's not Asian. She's not. No, she is Asian. Oh. This one, this one is Diana Chang, but she is Asian. But Donna Chang was not Asian. That was a disappointment to Jerry, and she could see it in his face. I just rewatched season ten of Curb with uh, the Spite Store and Mocha Joe. Do you remember those those episodes? Yeah, I remember all the Seinfeld yeah. episodes. I can see some Herb. people maybe. Pardon me. I can see some people maybe uh, getting Seinfeld episodes and Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes mixed up. Yeah, I know exactly. Because of the cringy aspect. Speaking mm -hmm. of cringy, you don't hear a transition like that very often. <laughs> I appeared before the L.A. County uh, Board of Supervisors the other uh, day to uh, the rare uh, day session. And, and with visual aids as well to pitch my idea for new dynamic looking city limit signs as people enter uh, Los Angeles County from the various major freeways. Okay. A right-leaning font, flush left. It you know you couldn't miss it as you you know entered. Otherwise, you're just going to get the same green sign, right? As uh, you know, Sepulveda exit, right? Except right. this says, "Welcome to Los Angeles. We hope you like Mexicans." <laughs> That's why I uh, was uh, uh, citing uh, the city of LA as a sponsor a while ago. We're half Mexican, you know. L.A. County, the size of the state of Ohio, is as brown as the poop that lands in my bowl at 6 a.m. Ugh, that sounds a bit we talked, <laughs> uncomfortable. Have we talked about how amazingly regular I am, or is that too much information? No, it's it's good. I'm glad to know it. I told someone the other day, I think I brought it up. I don't think they drew me out on the subject. I said, I challenge that constipated current president of ours. I can only imagine that he constipated. He was 80 years old. To a regularity duel at dawn with a side-by-side -side, uh, turlets. And we'll see who uh, finishes the deed earliest. Because I'm 6 to 7 a.m. And when it's over, the entire neighborhood knows because I do this. And the last stained swatch oh. of two-ply is drowned by the Los Angeles sewage system, and the door is closed for another day. Talking regularity. About, talking about the president and regularity. Anyway, um, when you know the the thing I'm always confused, at, and I always my my mind works in this way. When I think of Hunter Biden, I think of a twenty-year-old. I don't know why that is. Everything I've heard about, oh, man, that's his kid acting up again. Oh, my God, it's his kid with all these problems. I mean, the man's almost 60 years old. I was I was kind of sympathetic until I found out how he's treating the seventh grandchild and the mother of the seventh grandchild in Arkansas. Uh -huh. And um, it's just uh, uh, not a very uh, Christian thing. Supposedly, that family is this devout Catholic family. And, uh, you know, a close-knit uh, family, whatnot. And he's paying the uh, the mother of this child uh, not to say anything and uh, in throwing money at the kid, you know, in child support. Mm. Otherwise, arm's length. And his dad has bought into this, too. That's why Maureen Dowd's column of a couple of Sundays ago, Joe, you have seven grandchildren. Yeah. You need to acknowledge this child. Do the right thing. 
Uh, no, Hunter Biden's a dick. I've pretty much decided that he's um, he's not worth wringing our hands over. If they want to, if they want to run him in, fine by me. I have no problem with it. That's I just I worry that's going to be another talking point all the election season, and it's not even worth it. I don't get it. Everybody has. I mean, he's he's a mess. Anyway, a final. Um... TMI for the uh, podcast today. TMI? Too much information. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Such, as, such as regularity. <laughs> I didn't ask to hear this, but several Sundays ago, the final insult to my uh, intelligence by my former church, the young woman in charge of the Sunday school children, this is the Minister of Childhood Education, took to the pulpit during what I guess she assumed was still Pride Month. Sorry, Pride is June. And, you know, after June is over, we can go back to being, you know, regular gay and straight people. Pride is over. But she took to the pulpit to out herself to the entire congregation, small children included, listening in, probably asking questions later, outing herself as a bisexual. <laughs> to which I immediately I, I, said... To which I immediately said to myself, thanks for the visual. I see three pillows on the bed. I see three chairs at a restaurant table. I'm seeing things I shouldn't be seeing because I just heard something I shouldn't be hearing. Why can't we keep this shit to ourselves? I don't understand it. Why does it all have to be in the open? Now, I realize I'm sounding hypocritical because I want Jamie Foxx to tell us what disease he had. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't connect, yes. But I, um, I just don't know that I see bisexuality as a legit lifestyle. This is not like having a vegan meal tonight and a steak dinner tomorrow. This is not like even being a super Jew where you're both a lawyer and a doctor. This is being a bisexual. This is a going out with a woman one night and the man the next. Right. And taking I... it the distance if necessary. And I don't understand how that works. I, I don't think you do because you think that there are three pillows and these people are, they're not, it's one night with a woman, the next night with a man. They only need two pillows, Bob. No, uh, I think that um, if I were bisexual, yes, my, my fantasy would be another man and a woman. I think that's called a swinger. Well, then that brings me to my next question. How close is bisexuality away from polyamory oh that's that's uh, a good point i personally think it's just gluttony it's just you know anything that moves is that thruple Can i fit in there i'm going to put it in there yeah thruples right you know you know they just want the more the the more the merrier what if it didn't tom arnold have a three-way marriage with roseanne and another woman back in the day no, I remember think that confused. she was just one woman there weren't she was some people thought she was too but no she was she was a big woman but just so i imagine this tom arnold didn't claim to be married to roseanne and another woman at the same time i don't know i don't know it's probably possible they were all on drugs well i'm going to google anyway to search uh carlos de Oliveira. so i'll uh i'll stop in there and i'll also uh use uh, selena gomez's breasts as a search term yeah, just give to it see what comes up. I mean, yeah. he's just well-adjusted young man. Why not uh, give it a try and see what it does for you? Bisexuality. Woody Allen used to make jokes about it 
uh, that he envied bisexuals because they had twice the chance that he did of uh, rounding up a uh, last-minute date for Friday night. Those were the kinds of jokes that they made about bisexuals back then, and now people are outing themselves to their church from the pulpit about being a bisexual. That's when you raise your hands and, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought my sepsis had returned when I found a live stream a couple of Sundays ago of the church that checks all the boxes for me, including no insults to my uh, intelligence, such as the one I just related. And tears streamed down my face. My partner will uh, vouch for this. I felt I'd been rescued. I'd been saved as I was when I was about that high and, and growing up in a Southern Baptist home. Mm -hmm. Shrink wrap your churches, Christians. Keep all the depravities outside. An hour in your church should be like an hour in heaven. And then after it's over, then we can come out and start dealing with the traffic, you know, of the non-believers and blending our way back into public life in the United States. That's an interesting question. When you attend services, and I know you usually do from home, but when you go to the actual church, do you converse do you have conversations do you talk to the people or do you just in and out that was, that was one of the encouraging one of the encouraging aspects of the uh of the live stream that i saw was the passing of the peace has been restored post covid meaning that you uh rise and embrace and shake hands and high five and fist bump and the whole nine yards there's a tactical tactical there's a tactile thing among the uh, congregants the last time I visited that specific church, uh, the air was taken out of the room uh, shortly before the passing of the peace when Jim Carrey entered the building with his motorcycle helmet, wow. and I had to make a I had to make a point of uh, of getting over to him to uh, shake his hand and welcome him to the congregation. We weren't members yet. I will be the only one who is the member. The partner is staying with the church. We are uh, now. They haven't insulted her. Yet to the degree that they have me, I feel. But uh, yes, the the handshakes are back. The offertory is back. The passing of the plate with actual money and pledges and ties and whatnot. And there's an offertory hymn. There's a doxology after the offertory. All the traditional earmarks of high church are back in this one congregation. And I just felt so grateful to see it after so many insults to my delicate sensibilities uh, by uh, the Presbyterians I had been convening with for three or four years, that I wept. Shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Yes. Well, Bob wept too. And the partner can vouch for that. Wow. Uh, so I'm very happy with how this is turning out. And I uh, inquired as to uh, application for church membership by email within the past week. So I'm really looking forward to a place to put all of the earthly desires aside and spend one hour in um in in focusing laser focusing on uh salvation really wow. looking forward to it it's fascinating to me because a churchgoer doesn't seem like a top typical person i think you'd hang around with but i i guess i'm wrong they call it versatility uh kel they call it uh, intellectual versatility um perhaps uh <laughs> If we get together, if I come to uh, Minnesota yeah. uh, next year to see the uh, new uh, grandchild, uh, we, I could spend a few minutes with you 
and uh, show you some ins and outs, show you the ropes of intellectual versatility. Or perhaps I'll come and visit you and attend church services. And you can introduce <laughs> me to your friends. I could have sworn you are going to say, perhaps I can visit you at the old folks home where you're <laughs> destined to wind up. <laughs> so um, it looks as if Kurt is attempting the Mitch McConnell 10-minute <laughs> workout. So that was so I think it's that was an audible yawn. He 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 basically the the screen went to him when he made his little guttural noise. So you're gonna watch Argentina against uh um what are they playing in women's oh South Africa tonight seven uh five o'clock your time seven o'clock. I, I really I do not have to claim allegiance to any other country in order to get laid. Come on, I cannot it's identify. Good, good I, I, I cannot identify. I'm fascinated how Argentina has such an awesome men's team and the women look like they have no clue what's going on. They always they always make the tournament though, but it's just they're not as is that strange? It's the exact opposite in the United States. Yeah. The women, you know, uh, the men have improved, right? But the women haven't lost a game in 12 years. And yep. they're the ones who had to fight for uh, a financial parity for equal pay. What do you think this year? Do you think the U.S. is going to take it or you want the field on this one? I think if the U.S. doesn't win, uh, that maybe we should uh, resume the ancient Argentinian practice of dropping the team members out of helicopters at high altitudes. <laughs> give them, that give them the very, old, that doesn't very, give, sound give very them the old Argentina one-two. Huh? That, doesn't, that doesn't sound very Christ-like. How dare you? intellectual versatility <laughs> and with that these final words don't relocate to alabama she's not worth it <laughs> until next week then bye no it was a paul harvey thing i'm sorry i stepped, I stepped all over your pregnant pause <laughs>